0: GameZillaMedia.com
1: Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of the best in major gaming
2: news. The GameZilla Podcast.
1: Look, comes one of them now.
2: And welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla Media Studios... Well, not really. With me at their own private locations due to the coronavirus...
1: My co-host, the Deadite Knight, a.k.a. the Butter Boy. As you can see, I have wonderful artwork behind me. I'm in a luxurious hotel... High at the top of the Renaissance Center in downtown Detroit. <laughs> this is not my home. I, uh, I decided if I'm going to be quarantined, I'm going to be able to keep an eye on everything. I can see Canada from where I'm at. Uh, you know, it's wonderful. Again, this is high class art. Definitely not my home very excited to do this podcast
2: and uh normally the one that would be doing all of the video interaction and taking care of everything on mixer.com slash games of the media but today he will be your personal mixer.com chat admin <laughs> that's,
0: that's, a, that's the best name i can come up with player one, Mickey! what's going on as you can see behind you i am on quarantine I, i'm you know government facility uh they got me and ET. I, I couldn't go fast enough on the bike, so the this bi- is where I am. You're in yeah, the yeah, biohazard
1: had, room. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean I mean, maybe because those are my farts, I don't I don't know, but I mean <laughs> Absolutely. Well, guys, welcome to the
2: first ever full blown, like, remote session podcast. We've done like on location podcasts, but I don't think we've done this short of like tr- kind of with GameZilla Alpha back in the day but uh yeah so every e- each one of us are in our own respective uh, locations uh, due to the coronavirus and us self-quarantining and just trying to be safe we uh, have not had access to the GameZilla Media Studios but we wanted to try to do a show for you you know I, we knew it might not be as good as what we do in the studio but we want to try to give you the best thing possible instead of just straight up canceling it we knew that we could with our IT these skill sets. We can hopefully put something together, and uh, you know, and make it happen. So here it is, episode three hundred four. And the first thing we want to do is thank our patrons.
1: Yes, thank you so much to our patrons. As we face this impending lockdown that we're all experiencing, we know that there is extra GameZilla content out there for our patrons to enjoy, because I uh, I damn well know you got nowhere to go, nothing to do. You might as well listen to that Patreon content. So go to patreon.com slash Media, and for just $1 per month, you can start your patronage and get access to State of the Zilla, a -a once-a-month show featuring multiple members of the GameZilla Media Network talking about topics that aren't covered in any of the GameZilla Media podcasts. And guess what? Right now, this is the time to jump in at the $5 exclusive content level and start getting access to those special shows that aren't released on Spotify. They're not on iTunes. They're not on on Google Music. They're nowhere for you except for Patreon.com slash Media, and that's the only place you can listen to them. Every single show on our network has an exclusive uh, episode that they put up once per month covering special topics and having a little bit of fun mixing up the formula a bit. And uh, it's it's more GameZilla Media. You're going to love it. And, of course, from us here on the GameZilla Podcast, we do must or bust, we tell you what games are worth buying, which ones aren't, and they're available for you as a $5 patron at patreon.com slash Media.
2: All right, so with the, uh, you know, with the coronavirus and everything shutting down and and uh, obviously we have some bad news today uh, that uh, Victor Thon charity event has been um, I don't want to say canceled it's been redesigned into a virtual event uh, I th- we don't know what that necessarily means our participation our participation we, we're not sure what you know what we'll be doing but there is no event to attend uh physically that will potentially happen later on this year if they still decide to have it but due to the coronavirus just like everything else they it wasn't safe and they had to cancel that part of it we'll keep you posted though as of what the virtual uh idea is and how you can get involved and help out kids that are in hospitals so um yeah we'll uh we'll keep that going for you and we're, we're super bummed, but I mean, we totally understand and we look forward to, um, you know, helping out with an event in the future, however we can. So, but uh, with that out of the way, we need to slide into the news and we have no sound effect for that because I, we weren't thinking. So here's the news. News,
1: news, news, <sighs> news, 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 news.
2: Topic number one. <laughs> Is that our best transition ever? I think it yeah, was. That was great. I like, I like that. Topic number one: the Xbox Series X had its full specs revealed. We got a big download when it comes to the Xbox Series X, and um, let's just be straight, straight, open, honest. Right now, it was pretty impressive. I I was. I was pretty happy with what they dis- uh, disclosed. Let's go through the nerdy stuff, right? Let's just let's just get it out there.
1: Uh, CPU. I can hear you salivating from all the way, <laughs> here this non-disclosed hotel location. You are excited about this. Yeah,
2: absolutely, I am. Uh, let's let's get let's get into it here. The CPU is an uh, eight times Zen two cores at three point eight gigahertz, uh, twelve teraflops, which was which is what we knew about. Uh, if you really want to get into it, it's 52 CUs at 1.825 gigahertz, custom RDNA 2. Okay, <gasps> now keep your dick in your pants. Okay, hold on. Die size, point. the die size, 360, okay? <laughs> 360.45 millimeters. Okay, that's a that's a die size. But no, uh, <laughs> but seriously, memory, 16 gigs of memory, G uh GDDR6 memory. Uh, that bandwidth is 10 gigabytes at 560 gigabytes per second, six gigabytes at 336 gigabytes per second. And then internal storage is a one terabyte custom NVMe solid state drive. Uh, that's a fast drive for those of you that don't know. Um, that, that was
1: one of the things that stood out to me as impressive when I was reading on the specs earlier today, because that was actually information. I don't think was known before today. I don't, I don't even know if they had mentioned that it was going to be a solid state drive in the series.
2: Again, a lot of like speculation just because they kept talking about the speed of game uh, resuming a game or loading times and things like that. Um, so people would assume it was going this route, but what the word custom in VME it, it, it does add some interesting thought to it as what they can do, which we'll get into here in a minute. But the IO throughput is 2.4 gigahertz per second, raw 4.8 gigahertz per, or sorry, 4.8 gigabytes per second compressed. So that's fast. As far as data transfer, uh, expandable storage, one terabyte expansion card. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, external storage will support USB 3.2 hard disk drive support he does have an optical drive it is a 4k ultra HD blu-ray drive and Ooh. the performance target is 4k at 60 frames per second and up to 120 frames per second as they continue to build uh, or developers learn how to use this technology uh, that is inside the Xbox Series X so that is the breakdown the raw the raw numbers and stuff and some people care about this shit some people don't that's fine um, but it does lead up to some interesting statements about this uh, machine, which we can talk about here in a minute. But before we do that, let's just pass it along to Deadite here and Miggy and say, I mean, what'd you think of the specs? Did anything really like you said the storage stuck out to you? Anything else that was kind of like a pleasant surprise or a disappointment?
1: I was actually interested to know more. I, I would like to know more about what the one terabyte expansion card is going to be all about that was things we were sort of hearing from playstation is that there was going to be maybe proprietary expandable storage uh but we you know we didn't necessarily expect that coming from microsoft and then knowing that uh you know external storage can be available for usb 3.2 that that's really exciting to me just because that is how i expanded my uh, playstation 4 added a two terabyte drive to that to be able to install more games and I don't know what this proprietary one terabyte expansion card would cost, but just knowing that you can have more ins- ter- uh, external storage using a uh, USB drive is good to know because these games next gen are going to be humongous. Cause I mean, we're looking at just to download call of duty Warzone, a hundred gigs, just download division, a hundred gigs. So next gen, we're still going to, the, the file size isn't getting any smaller. So having as many opportunities to expand that that's big for me.
2: Well, good news is last second before we really got the show kind of going, uh, more news dropped about the expansion pack. So how is the Series X is going to work with the removable storage is currently this is what they're saying. Uh, So the, the biggest news that they're talking about is the removable storage. Thanks to the one terabyte expansion cards. Microsoft is using a special proprietary expansion card. And it will be teamed up with Seagate to launch a one terabyte expansion card for the Xbox Series X. The card simply uh, slot into the rear of the console, which we were talking about that weird port that was in the back. That's where it's going. Um, And with a quick way to extend the built in one terabyte storage. Microsoft is using PCI Express 4.0 connections for both the internal and external meaning the speeds are designed for next-gen games. It also means that games are optimized for the Xbox Series X will need to run on the internal solid-state disk or these expansion cards. So that's that's the interesting piece here, is though you can hook up a hard disk drive three point, USB 3.2, you may not get the full... If it's even playable off of one of those, you're not going to get that full xbox series x experience unless it's on one of these two um ssd nvme uh hookups
1: yeah i wonder if that is just for xbox one x specific software if you know maybe some legacy software that's going to be downloadable and playable be playable off that or i wonder if you it is not full full features what we're talking about uh, save states and and uh, you know free uh, states that are available to lo- you know load into multiple games quickly um, or if it is truly you know the external storage is just going to be for media that's playable on the Xbox or save files or other things like that.
2: actually so to learn more. yeah, actually I, I got ahead of myself. Um, you can continue to use your existing USB three point one plus external hard drives on Xbox series X and you can run Xbox one. Xbox 360 and OG Xbox games directly from that USB hard disk drive,
1: but great exactly what I was hoping. Yeah,
2: games optimized for Xbox Series X and the Velocity architecture need to run on the internal SSD or the expandable storage drive. So, which that's kind of interesting because so my so uh, you know an additional piece of news that'll be coming that's coming out here with us is we have some Gears Five news that dropped today as well. And with that situation, how does that work? Like, I have a, I have an Xbox One version of it, but when I, but it has that self detect system in it, where when, where if I play it on my Xbox Series X, it's supposed to give me that that best version. How does that work? Where if I want to just play my Xbox One version on an external drive, maybe those are things that are still a little. There's there's some questions out there for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Seagate will be the exclusive launch partner for these expansion cards to start. They keep saying at launch, so I my whole thing is hopefully they're not super expensive, and that and if they are, they allow third parties to get involved quicker to hopefully drive some price down since it is a proprietary device, which we don't generally like. But again, if it's going to give us some, uh, you know, performance and and really work well for for the system, then let's just hope they give you options.
1: You think we're at a hundred bucks for one of those?
2: I I hope it's I hope, but I I'm concerned it could be more than that. One oh, yeah. ter- one terabyte solid state, and it's and it's uh, you know it, it's proprietary. I I mean, usually that scares me. Right? You like when you think of back in the day, that would worry you about like Sony memory, you know, memory stick duo and and the cost of it versus an SD card. So like that's the way I'm thinking now. If they can somehow flip it around and make it proprietary and because of it it's more affordable but that's i don't know i'm not sure so we'll we'll see um we'll see i i hope it's a 100 bucks that would be great dollar dollar per gig or well, not per gig but
0: 150 yeah 125 150 dollar per 100
2: no I, i'm all confused now never mind <laughs> ignore my math i'm terrible it's been a long day um Yeah, 150. I could see 150. Yeah. Yeah, Anything over 150, then I think you're really in trouble at that point if if you're Microsoft. Uh, The new expansion card support uh, and built-in NVMe SSD will mean significant improvements in load times. Microsoft demonstrated a 40-second improvement over the Xbox One X today, live, when they revealed this information. Uh, They were showing state of decay and the load times. And uh, yeah, someone was in the game almost a full minute before, before an Xbox One X player was. And uh, so that was that was uh, impressive to see and uh, showing just how much SSD storage will impact gaming in the next gen of Xbox. Uh, it also allows Microsoft to enable multiple game resumes from standby even after the console is rebooted for an update. And we saw that where someone was inside Forza playing Forza Horizon 4, literally hit the Xbox button, toggled down to Ori in the Blind Forest, switched right to it and just started jumping around as Ori in the game. And it seamlessly, it looked really impressive. They're saying that's just two games, but you can do it even more. They were talking, you know, up to four or more games uh, being able to do it. So that's, um yeah, that'll be kind of cool. I know how many times I've like my friends jump online. And so I switch over and then it's like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not the end of the world, but jumping between games takes time uh, currently. So,
0: no, no. One thing I did hear and um, when I did uh, see like the hard drive capacity, I mean, I thought it was I, I didn't think it was enough. I mean, me, I've got a two terabyte in my PlayStation, but that's uh, and that's full. But um, I know what I was hearing what they were testing with. And this might have been like early in stages of, uh, of this uh, generation. Um, what they were going to do is they were trying out uh, releasing the games at like the lowest um, resolution possible. What I guess uh, sacrificing like the gameplay and then what they were going to do is push the um, like the patches or the upgrade over, like have that stream. So that way it's uh, it's faster loading and it's um, it takes up like less data. So mm-hmm. that's one thing yeah. that they were that's one thing they were testing on. If I find the article, I'll post it uh, in mm-hmm. the discord um, so everybody can uh, check it out. But I thought that was kind of interesting.
2: Yeah. And uh, so BMC chimes in on Mixer saying that uh, there's no way Seagate sells a two terabyte now for Xbox at two hundred dollars. I get that, but I'm I'm start I'm really trying to understand like the proprietary aspect of this in a way where maybe they're trying to make memory cheaper instead of more expensive proprietary five years ago meant we're going to make more money off you. And you have to go that way. You buy a Sony camera, you have to buy Sony memory or you can't use your Sony camera. I don't feel, I don't think this is Microsoft's direction here. I feel like they're trying to do something different with this is that we have this really cool system and because of it, you can't simply put any memory in here because you're going to get random performance issues across the board. We're going to make a, you know, a proprietary option for you. So that way you get the best experience with our, with our product and because we're making this, maybe we, maybe we break even on it. Maybe, maybe we, we lose a little bit uh, on it, you know, with the idea that we want you to buy software. We want you to absorb the content, which is where we make our money. So I don't know. I don't think hundred bucks is hard. It's a hard sell for me. I really, for a terabyte, um, that's going to be really difficult, but I, if it's 200 or higher that that's a complete loss for them, that that's, that's bad. So especially if the Xbox comes out at 500, now you're talking about how a big chunk of the cost of the system is that, is that expansion Now seven $700 into this. And now I'm pushing towards PC level stuff where I'm like, Hmm, should I buy an Xbox or should I just go PC? You know, like you still need to play in that, in that concept of you don't want to be a, a competitor to PC. You know, you want to have your own little sandbox to play in. Switch has found that, you know, and I feel like PS4 and Xbox One lived in it just fine. You don't want to go step into somebody else's sandbox and be like, hey, you know, this is my ground now, too, especially in one that evolves every six months. So, yeah, Um, we'll see. I'm not saying it's 100 bucks, but I hope I can have hope. Mm. Cause I Hopefully. sure as hell won't pay two hundred dollars for it out the gate. I'll just delete shit and reinstall stuff and deal with it.
0: <laughs> you an Xbox boy. You'll pay for it uh,
2: eventually. I would, but <laughs> I have a Seagate drive right now on my Xbox One X, and I literally got it from my neighbor who found it in a in a storage container. Oh, wow. And before that, I just deleted and installed because I refused to buy you know external memory and, and that you could have used any memory, but um, I just I just it was dumb. Like I was like, I shouldn't have to pay more money because you can't put enough storage space into your device, especially something I just bought. Like explain to me how I buy an Xbox one X gears five edition, and it has less storage space than my Xbox one S gears four edition. That is how many years old and has a two terabyte drive in it. Wow. You know, like that's what I mean. Like you have to, show me value in order for me to like yes i like xbox and yes i like video games but show me value i'm not just going to throw money at you because it's there but uh gear speaking of gears 5 let's talk about the other information that kind of came out today with xbox is that gears 5 will provide a next gen xbox series x upgrade for free and we had heard that they were working on it but they showed it off uh Basically, this all happened to Digital Foundry uh, and, and the coalitions, Microsoft, everybody was there and people got hands on with the Xbox and, and, and they got to learn more about what this Gear, Gears 5 thing is. Um, this optimized version of Gears 5 will be available at launch on the Xbox Series X. Uh, the title will support smart delivery. That's, that was the, the, the uh, term I was looking for. So if you already have the title in whatever form, you'll be able to get it on Series X for free. So the Coalition is currently working on a next-gen version of Gears 5 that it produced in two weeks. Working with Epic Games, the studio has upped all the quality presets of the console version of the to be equivalent to the PC's Ultra settings. The team has also added improved contact shadows and software-based ray tracing as well as improved the frame rate of the cutscenes to 60 frames per second from 30 frames per second. This has all been achieved in a fortnight and reportedly runs akin to a PC with expensive NVIDIA RTX 2080 graphics card. So, uh, that's pretty impressive because they're using a mix of the... GPU and software ray tracing technology to create this. Uh, The great news about all this is that improved version of gears five will be available for free. Thanks to smart delivery and a new system from Microsoft means any smart delivery supported game in your library from current gen will be automatically available in its next gen version for free when playing on an Xbox series X. It's effectively forward compatibility is, is what it is. Forward compatibility with, with, an upgrade visual upgrade. Um, But uh, the other thing that was said is smart delivery will be available. uh, If you already have the title in whatever form, which suggests that perhaps even PC gears, five owners will be able to access the series X version. Should they invest in the console? So that's pretty cool. Uh, I liked hearing the enhancements that were done and how quickly they were able to do it. They did it in two weeks. Now, Xbox have been talking about how easy it's going to be to develop, how easy it would be to make something for Xbox One and bring it to Xbox Series X. And we're seeing it right now with the coalition teaming up with Epic Games and just in 14 days being able to throw something out there and say, look what we did. That's crazy. That, that gives hope for anybody that's made an Xbox One game that goes, hmm, do I want my game to be enhanced on the Xbox Series X and give it a second life? potentially get some extra sales out of it for a game that maybe is slowing down you know epic games was involved what do they do with rocket league what do they do with fortnite you know things like that that could potentially give people a reason to want to play that game on the new system helps out microsoft sales and it helps out the you know the developer
1: it's uh it's also enticing to someone like me who's considering making the jump from sony uh Think about all the games this generation of Xbox that I've never played. So if you're telling me that it would be optimized and running great, that's even more incentive to, you know, catch back up on some of the, the backlog stuff that I haven't played from Microsoft.
2: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, let's make sure that we cover everything here. Is there anything we want, that you guys want to talk about about this announcement? I mean, I know uh, when there's... It comes,
1: the, the... When it comes to Microsoft, they showed off the new controller today. Yes. Yeah, right? It's... And uh, the new d-pad has me at least interested because that's one of my gripes with uh, with Xboxes and unless you buy that elite controller, the d-pad is total filth and unusable right uh, So the fact that they showed off sort sort of uh, in a lot of ways raised in places which would probably make it a little bit easier to uh, to actually, articulate on that d-pad so th- that was interesting other than that it, it looks like an xbox one controller i know that uh, the article i read said like the grip was a little bit different but i mean again i've spent so little time with an xbox one controller in my hand i would probably not be able to tell the difference other than uh, the change to the d-pad
2: yeah. And I like the idea that they, they take something that's been working well on the Elite and they kind of create a hybrid of the two to uh, f- create a new D-pad. So take something from the premium now, make it a standard moving forward. I mean, that's uh, it's a good idea. Good plan. So the, uh, the new controller is also supposed to be easier to hold. Or people with smaller hands because I know people like Deadite has complained about this controller. They're saying they've uh, refined the bumpers, they've refined the triggers, they've really made just some slight tweaks to the controller to make it more comfortable for people with smaller hands. Uh, the idea is that this is not a, um, you know, this controller is the Xbox controller has evolved over the years but it hasn't like straight up completely changed like how nintendo likes to go about it so their idea is that they already have something that works they just want to refine it they want to make it a little bit better and uh yeah that's uh that's, that's they came out with that controller and it's um it looks good i'm excited to see what it's all about they took obviously it's usc C ports it is the um the um sorry my mind's like it got the new share button in the middle so uh, supposedly what they're saying is you're gonna be able to capture footage and take screenshots without a digi- without a menu right now you actually have to go into a menu hit a button trigger it now you're gonna be able to do it seamlessly so you're, you can react quicker just take it and move on with your with your life so um, pretty cool pretty cool but
1: yeah that's that's important that's one of the reasons I like the DualShock 4 is that have little freak carny hands. <laughs> and I've just never quite felt comfortable with the again the size of the the sh- size and shapes of the face buttons and and the width of the controller. I everything's kind of bigger and it's it's harder for me with my little child hands to grip. So it's it's also, it's it's also interesting to know
2: that we've heard that
1: the Xbox Elite Series
2: Two is going to be compatible moving forward. Um, and Xbox controllers will work with the Xbox Series X, but they have now confirmed that the Xbox Series X controller will be backwards compatible as well you'll be able to take that new controller and go play you know maybe you don't want to buy a series x but you hate the control you know you uh don't like your current controller you could go buy the new one play it on your xbox one so pretty cool yep um along with that we have the uh scale just real quick they uh put a banana on top of the system (laughs) (laughs) To, uh, to give you a... Uh,
1: That's no banana.
2: To give you a, uh, a feel of size of the system. they are, But the interesting thing, somebody actually put this out here. The Xbox One X is um, currently 11.8 inches by 9.4 inches by 2.4. Okay? The Xbox Series X is 11.85 by 5.94 By 5.94. They literally took the Xbox One X and they just smushed it into a square. Is what they did. Is what they did. So, I mean, for these people that are like, oh my God, it's this ugly giant box. It's an Xbox One X. Just instead of it being flat, it's a cube. That's all it is. It's not any bigger than that. So to give you an i to, to just start to give you an idea because people have been having fun putting it next to fridges and things like that and you know being like it's you know comparing it to other devices well it someone looks like an air filter yeah so so we got the the exact dimensions and it's not it's not as um big as as I think some people were thinking it was going to be and it doesn't also it doesn't surprise me because. When you think of what they were able to do with the Xbox One X um, and, and compact that down into something that was smaller than an Xbox One S, this just leads more into even more where, hey, they're able to do it again and put even more into this. They also showed us a cool, and you can see it if you're watching us live on Mixer, um, they, they made a cool like breakaway of the system to see how it's how it's layered like blades of a server and then a fan system that blows, blows crosshair through it um, looks like a really good design. There's also an Easter egg in this system, which I thought was super cool. Something that started on the X, the original Scorpio edition of the Xbox One X. There's a Master Chief art piece of artwork I- inside the system, um, which it's, this time it's on the fan and it's a uh, Master Chief helmet that is... Uh, that is Put on the fan. This may not be something that you can even see when you look at the system, but the fact that it's there is the idea. Um, the Xbox Scorpio Edition, Xbox One X Scorpio Edition had it on the logic board, so you were never going to see it anyways. So it, it was uh, Master Chief riding a scorpion. So But yeah, there's a lot to talk about here. There's a lot going on when it comes to the Xbox Series X. I think this was all good. This was all good announcements. There was nothing here that was super alarming other than potentially the cost of a proprietary uh, memory expansion. But otherwise... I think everything here just led to more excitement and now we just want to see even more tech demos, more gameplay. And, you know, that's going to be coming up in in the coming months as yes, we don't have E3 and we don't have a lot of these conventions that were scheduled due to the coronavirus, but Microsoft will still be doing their presentation to some extent uh, that we'll be able to experience here in a couple months and hopefully learn even more about this uh, device, including the big unknown factor how much is this thing going to cost So any final uh, thoughts on the Xbox Series X before we move on
1: No
0: Shut up and take my
2: money Yeah, I want it. I'm in. I'm in. All right. <laughs> Topic number 2 We just we just mentioned that the coronavirus has been affecting everything uh, we we are now living in a in a Part of, State of decay? Well, no, we're living something that I don't think we've never experienced, and even previous generations could say nothing like this. Like the the, the extent. Deadite, uh, you just read something about San Francisco. You want to share it?
1: Yeah, San Francisco. Uh, the the mayor of San Francisco came out and made the announcement that they're going on a twenty four hour lockdown. I think I think the article said for three weeks where the only thing you're permitted to leave your house for is going to get groceries uh, or to go to a doctor. I, I think banks will still be open, gas stations will be open. They list some like essential businesses that will still be functioning. But they're pretty much telling their citizens, you're going to stay in your house uh, until this all blows over, which, which is really pretty crazy when you think about it that you know like are the the police going to be patrolling like how do they enforce this lockdown um i i I just hope that people are being responsible and uh, you know just not getting each other sick so it's just uh it's crazy to see that a a major city in the united states is uh enacting that policy
0: i'm i'm sorry to take the take the detail i'm sorry but what do you think this means for GameStop? if more states, if more cities and states to start to do this. They done. Yeah, Regis I mean... Hands, <laughs> if
1: you can't go to their store, ready yeah. to <laughs> My, my wife... Can't beat Corona.
0: My wife
2: put it very, very well. She goes, hey, wow. we're stuck here. You know, we're not stuck here, but we, we should be careful and we're staying home and, you know, all these things. We're working from home. We're, we're cooking at home. We're, we're I take the dogs outside and that's about it right now. So... I mean, the whole point of this, the whole thing, is she said, "I'm so happy that I can just download games."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: She's like, "In this day and age, I can play anything I want." Yeah, that's not good because people right now are going to go out and say, "All right, you know, you do have some games that are coming out right now that are bigger." You know, we had a we had a big muster bust this month uh, for for the games that were coming out in March, and as this let as this continues on people aren't going to take the chance to go out and buy Doom physically. They're just going to download it or they're going to have it shipped to there, which then GameStop could still get some sales for. But I think digital sales are, it's it's better than ever for them, you know, in, in a sad way for, for, because of the reasoning, but it, you're right. I mean, it's easier. It's less of a chance that, I have to worry about, you know, like example, things were getting a little weird when Ori was coming out, right? Ori came out on on last Wednesday, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. And I had, not knowing what was going to happen in the future, I had bought the collector's edition and just said, oh yeah, I'll pick it up at, at Best Buy on my way home from work one day. And so my mind was, so it came out and we were already dealing with the fact of like, oh, we might be working from home, we might be doing these things, and I'm like, okay, well... I probably should grab this sooner than later because if things get worse, I'm not going to go get it. And I really want this for my collection. And I remember going into that. I went to that store on Wednesday and there was no one. There was so many employees just standing. And I was like, whew. Yeah, this is, this is, this doesn't look like this. This isn't good. So I got my game, I got home and you know, it's only gotten worse since then. But, um, but yeah, I mean, everybody's feeling that impact and GameStop who's already struggling. This is the last thing they need. Um, but anyways, like you were saying, a lot of people are affected. A lot of things are shutting down. San Francisco is doing something we've never heard of. This is, this is going to be something that we tell our next generation of what we went through. And, um, so what are companies doing? What are, what are, um, communities doing and how are people still connecting because we're social like even if you're not a social person like we are creatures that like to interact to some extent we have our friends we have our hobbies we have our things and they all for the most part are something that cause interaction that cause us to want to be social to some extent and so um how do we keep that going well the the interesting thing was for that i pulled was a japanese school that um, was there's their classes have been canceled and their school year is about to come to an end. So these um, these kids that are setting up for graduation aren't going to be able to graduate and walk and be amongst their friends and family and stuff like that. So they took it upon themselves. The kids did to hop into Minecraft and build their own graduation oh, wow. and live it out inside Minecraft. And this is where you—you know—I'm you know not a Minecraft like like fanatic. I don't—I don't play it, and but I do understand where it has power and it is special. And this is an example of it where they've created a pretty impressive um, environment. They had their graduation. They got to hang out and have fun, and be safe, and still be social and create a memory for themselves as they move on to this next step of their education. And so, that is super cool. I like seeing community be able to do that, you know, and it's why here with Gamezilla, it's why we have the discord. It's why we, we game together. You know, there's a, there's a lot of things. It's why we're doing this right now. Like what we're able to do in this podcast, there's three screens, three people, all the different locations. And we're able to hang out. We hung out for like, a, like two hours before the show, trying to get the show to work. But it was also nice because it's like, I normally see dead. I at work every day. I, I don't get that anymore currently and that sucks and so for me even when we test ran this over the weekend with miggy and a friend from minnesota it again it was a good experience where we were able to just kind of have some fun and vent if we wanted to vent and and play some games and and just uh you know act as have as much of a normal situation as we possibly can so that's super cool um the what the, what the what these kids at the Japanese uh, school here were able to do is awesome. And then to step that up as far as the other piece of story we have of what the industry is doing during this coronavirus um, issue, is uh, CD Projekt Red, uh, a company that we're well known for. That's well known and is pretty much probably the biggest hype around a video game for this year. And everyone wants to know, oh no, what? How is this going to affect Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven? Well, the developer has come out and said it's still on track for its September release, and that's because they've implemented a work-from-home policy to adapt to the ongoing COVID-19 outbreak uh, to assure that Cyberpunk 2077 is still on track for release in September. Uh, In a tweet published by the company, They wrote, over the past week, we have been adapting to the situation and gradually rolling out preventative measures across the entire organization. We've also been upgrading equipment and infrastructure and working towards enabling our employees to work remotely from the safety of their homes. As a result, they uh, say that the um, switching to the full remote for as long as is needed will not affect um, the release date, which is September 17th, 2020. So it, it's pretty cool, but at the same time, you know, you got a lot of people flat that, are, that are starting to come back at them and say, oh, cool, yeah. Um, so now they're stuck at home doing crunch time, which crunch time is a big topic that we've always talked about here within the gaming industry, where people are putting in so much time and have no lives because all they do is work on the game and, um, you know, people like... Uh, naughty dog developers have even uh, spoken up and said, Hey, you know, during that delay, which was supposed to allow us extra time to work on this, all it did was actually create more crunch time. And so, you know, people are, are definitely upset about that aspect of it. But again, we don't know the full picture. Is this a mandatory work from home? Is this a voluntary work? Like what is the situation? And when you are, I'm sorry, if I was part of Cyberpunk 2077, that would be my life because the hype around that game right now could set my career for the rest of my life. Hmm. If that game is, it does what it's supposed to do and I was part of it, that's my resume right there. I could walk in anywhere and say, yeah, remember remember that game? Yep. This is what I did on it.
1: So I mean... The- when you're when you're a game creator and you have to work from home i have to imagine you're still excited and passionate about what you're doing it's not like your job's a janitor and they're making you mop your own floor for 12 hours a day <laughs> at your house like you're there probably doing something you're passionate about again i'm not disregarding crunch time and it being an issue in the industry but let's let's not just create a reason to be upset as gaming fans if all of a sudden. People from CD Project Red come out like, oh, during this two-month quarantine, we were working 19-hour days to get this game done from our homes. Yeah, okay, let's have that conversation then. But for right now, we have no right as game fans to to point any fingers at a developer who's empowering their employees to still work. Think of all the people that currently are out of work right now because of these lockdowns that are happening across the country. So let's all pump the brakes as gaming fans and just hope that things are going well for these employees and hope we get our game on time and you know if there is crunch time we'll worry about that then as fans
2: no very well said i i 100% agree we have local friends here right now that are already concerned because their entire revenue stream has been severed because they are small business or whatever and and they're they're living off their savings and just hope that it lasts so, I mean, we have we, we experienced that um, we we know how it's going to affect some companies that may never reopen after this. They may not be able to recover because when it's over, that's just the beginning for a business. OK, that's just the beginning to try to repair what's been damaged. You still if you're if you're a brick and mortar store, you still have to build that foot traffic back up people still have to trust the fact that they can go outside and you'll get the initial people that say, screw it, I'm going outside. I can't take it anymore, but it's going to take time to get even back to where you were. And so these companies, video game developers are, that's a fragile environment. Now CD project red, you have, you have a lot of momentum. You have a lot of money. Like I'm not saying you're going to close your doors, but there are companies that literally may not reopen their doors. Uh, because of, of this. So I agree with, uh, I agree with Deadeye is that be happy that you have a job, be happy that you can work your job remotely. Cause some people can't, you know, like, uh, going back to mixer here, we have ghost Walker talking about Walmart at his location. They won't even let people in the store anymore. You have to go through a drive through to get your stuff because people have been fighting inside Walmart mm-hmm. over stuff. So now you have to go through a drive through Well, guess what? Now they don't need the workforce necessarily that they needed to run the whole store when everybody was welcome inside. So what happens to those people? You know, like it, it it's affecting everything. We've talked about San Francisco shutting down. How does that affect people? It's going to affect people. And so worrying about crunch time right now is like the least of my concern as far as, as far as I can think. Like, if I was there and I was working, at least I'd have something to keep my mind off the shitty sh- the shitty stuff I that's going just, on.
0: I was just thinking that.
2: Yeah. Know. Yep. And like, like that I said, when someone from CD Projekt Red c- comes forward and complains about it, then we can have this conversation. But right now, for all we know, everyone's thrilled that they even have this opportunity. So...
1: All right. Aren't they in like Poland or something? Like Europe's yeah. real lockdown. Yeah, yeah, they are in Poland. I could be wrong about. It. I thought CD Projekt Red was a European studio. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. All right, let's let's keep it moving here. We're uh, we're doing all right, but we want to we want to speed speed things up a little bit here. Topic number three oh, is, is a rumor one. mill.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Wait for this. I like juicy rumors. That's right. That's right.
2: Um, some some rumors came out today that kind of resurfaced and connected back to some older rumors uh, that popped up about Konami and the fact that uh, Sony wants to buy some of Konami's most beloved and lucrative IPs. So, again, we don't normally cover hardcore rumors like this. But this one was interesting enough that I feel like we can have a discussion around it. Sony wants to buy Metal Gear Solid, Silent Hill, and Castlevania. Give it to them. Those are yeah. the those are the three that really get referenced hardcore. Um, and the idea here is that also Sony then has already been in contact with Kojima, who would then become involved with Sony to work on Silent Hills. The, the project that he was trying to build with Konami, with Norman Reedus, uh, and, uh, you know, before the breakup happened and work on the Metal Gear Solid franchise with the theory about remaking similar to how they're doing Final Fantasy seven right now, remaking Metal Gear Solid one, Metal Gear Solid two and so on. So that is what was brought up around that. Now, the thing that I said instantly was like, this sounds too good to be true. Because they also talked about Castlevania, which is a, an IP that, let's be honest, they've done nothing with in years upon
1: years. We've got two collections. Yeah.
2: Two little and, collections um,
1: since Mirror of Fate or whatever it was.
2: Yeah, and the discussion was that they, that Sony wants to bring it in, have uh, the Jap- Japan studio work on it in a uh, Dark Souls-style creation of a Castlevania game which instantly even though I'm not a huge Dark Souls fan I was like man is this is this is this the Dark Souls like style game that I get into because I think I think it is
1: but it'd be a yes for me dog
2: yeah it'd be a big yes so the problem though is Konami is not just going to literally sell their grand jewels of their company to Sony there's just no way in this day and age where it's, these IPs like this are not like completely owned by one company nowadays. Like, like people share so so much is shared out there. Now the fact that Konami holds these assets, there's no way you sell those, especially because Konami has a big industry within the casinos that they use a lot of these IPs to brand their casino machines. And, and you know, they're, they're not just going to give that up. So, you know what I was reading, and my thought of it is they're going to look into selling the a license for those IPs to Sony, so that Sony can make video games because Konami hasn't made a triple A game since like twenty fifteen. I think Metal. Gear Melo, Solid, uh, Metal Gear
0: Solid Survivor. That wasn't a AAA? That, that, that wasn't a AAA. Metal
2: Gear Solid <laughs> Five was their last big game. They've, they've only been rehashing stuff, putting out smaller things. Konami has not really done anything major. Um, and so a lot of people are like, well, they're just sitting on it. So yeah, they're probably going to sell it. It's like, yeah, but they're not because they know it's worth money. Just because you sit on something doesn't mean you're like, oh, well, I've sat on it for for five years. I should probably sell it. No, you're just going to, it's yours. Like, you know, it has power. You know, it has value. So how, you know, like Sony wasn't just going to give. Disney Superman or Spider-Man. They licensed it out. They said, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you can help us with it, but it's still ours because we're not dumb. We might suck at everything we do in the movie on the movie side, I'm talking guys on the movie side. Okay. They were having a really bad time and, but we're still not going to just sell it because it's still value. There's still value to it. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, I could, I would really like to see a Konami license their IPs to Sony, let Sony do what they want with it, collect royalties, but stay on the sidelines. Just stay on the side. And be like, we don't care what you do. You paid, you paid the fee. Here it is. Have fun. We don't care who works on it. If you want Kojima to work on it, we're not going to even look that way, and we'll just continue to collect royalties and make our money in the casino in the casino world. But you know, the idea of just selling it is with no with no confirmed source of this rumor and everything kind of coming from like 4chan and stuff like that. It, it's just it's too out there to believe. It's too good to believe.
0: There's no way. I wonder if um, this so high this. Silent Hill thing is kind of like testing the waters of it, testing the waters for it because, you know, how Sony like basically sat down, you know, Kojima and Konami and basically told Konami to, you know, get your stuff together, you know, uh, fix this and uh, make these games. And we're getting, like you said, getting PT and we're getting another, uh, um, oh, sorry, Silent Hills, which was PT, same thing. And we're getting another Silent Hill game, which is supposed to be like a Telltale-like game. So could be the beginning.
1: Yeah. That night? No further comments. <laughs> I agree with you that it seems too good to be true, but I would be excited if these IPs were in the hands of Sony.
2: Yeah. The other, idea, the other concern that people brought up is that if these IPs moved, you would lose these IPs from uh, places like uh, Super Smash Brothers and things like that because Sony may not want to share with Nintendo. So there was that thought. Alright, moving on to our new segment. And it has a new name, and it's all thanks to Player One Miggy. <laughs> it's time for Zillabytes. Yeah! So what is Zillibite Zillibites is the quick news. It's the little snippets that we just want to hit because it's interesting, but we don't feel like we can make a full conversation about it. So these would be topics that we normally would just say, "Well, it's not going to be in the show. We don't have we don't have uh, enough to build around it. We'll we'll let it just fall into the discord or we won't talk about it at all." Instead, we're going to just hit some big or some quick bullet points. So, Zillabytes, here we go. Number 1, Dreams developer is exploring how creations could be used off PlayStation for business purposes. So dreams has been talking about how they want to be able to allow the creators to not only make money off their creations within dreams, but now they want to be able to take this tool, this, this game they made for PS4 and allow people to now bring their creations outside of the PS4, bring it to the PC and use it as an actual building tool Media Molecule has not only created a game that's very unique and weird and interesting, they've potentially created a tool here that that you know no, it's not a full-blown gaming editor that can do everything, but it is something that you can go create a video game in and now maybe even make some money off of and export the game for potentially use on other devices. Seems pretty cool to me. Would you okay. have ever thought this this would be dreams right now with with everything that we've uh we, we really ragged on this on this product. I don't I don't even want to call it a game anymore. I, this 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 mm-hmm. tool. Um, it's it's pretty impressive to see what Media Molecule has been able to do with this, and uh, we'll see um we'll see if they're able to figure it out. But the idea, but what we've seen from the designs uh, and some of the games that I even played at launch that I was just blown away with. Um. It's uh, it's really cool to see what they're what they're trying to do with this. Even outside of the place, you know, in a world where if it's a PlayStation exclusive, it's only on PlayStation. Here we are starting to see a little bit of a take the walls down and let's share this this useful tool elsewhere.
1: It's all a bunch of hype because Dreams is never coming out. It's already out. Yeah, it's already. (laughs) That's not true. I own it. Nope. Next, Zillabyte. Oh.
2: Internet providers are finally being good people amid the coronavirus outbreak. What? Yeah. So Comcast and AT&T have come out, and uh, as of Friday, March 13th, their uh, additional charges to its internet service during COVID-19 have been canceled. Uh, the company is uh, the company is effectively waiving late fees, waiving data caps, waiving anything for the next 60 days due to what? the coronavirus. On top of that, if you don't have Internet or you need you need Internet while you're on the go, X, uh, Xfinity Wi-Fi will be free for everyone. If you go into an Xfinity Wi-Fi hotspot, you can use it. Doesn't matter what who you pay money to for your Internet. Now, you'll still be able to use it for the next 60 days. And uh, yeah, that that's uh, you'll just use the uh, you'll select X, Xfinity Wi-Fi and it'll work. So there you go. Kudos to you guys. Um, but yeah, data plans are being ca- are being uh, currently paused for the next sixty days. There will be no un- uh, everything will be unlimited data for no additional charge. And um, yeah, uh, this is uh, in response to customers with children that are trying to do uh, you know school from home and all this extra stuff that's going on. Um, they're trying to really kind of build a partnership with a couple companies to not only help education but also they want to try to educate people for the coronavirus so they're also building a um, with their x1 flex voice remotes you could literally say coronavirus into the remote and it will launch a custom information site uh, based around the virus for you so uh, originally and t came out and said that they're um, going to also or not also they were the first ones to kind of report that uh, first major internet service provider to suspend broadband data caps and uh, and t told vice that the suspension on broadband data caps is in effect and will be until further notice. And they are, their quote was many of our AT&T internet customers already have unlimited home internet access. And we are waiving internet data out, uh, overages for the remaining customers. So there you go. Pretty cool. Um, that's, uh, that's good. I like hearing this. This is, you know, companies that don't necessarily have to do this, but it's good to see a little bit of humanity, in some of these big corporations. So, all right, next Zillabyte and our last Zillabyte, nearly 20 million people were using steam today. Shattering a record. So the ever popular PC uh, digital PC gaming platform has just broken its own previous record. Uh, According to the steam's own statistic tracker, a peak current count of 19,728,027 people were using the service around 7 AM this weekend, uh, a brand new record for the service. A previous record was 18,801,000, which was February of this year. So uh, we've almost seen a jump of 1 million users. This is also they're obviously tying this to some of the fact that um, the coronavirus and people stay being inside the house and trying to find ways to entertain themselves. So we're seeing things like this happen. We're seeing things like Disney Plus throwing uh, movies like Frozen Two and even the uh, Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker um, hitting months early, where you can rent it and watch it because companies know that uh, you know, they're not going. We're not going to the movie theaters. We're not going out there, and they know that uh, not only is this an opportunity for them, um, you know, you got to look at it as a business, but at the same time they're giving content to us that we weren't expecting, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, starting on the twentieth, Universal pictures will be all of their movies that were set to release in theaters over the next couple months are going to be available for a $20 rental uh for in-home so i'm talking about new fast and furious um invisible man that's still out like those movies like big releases that are in theaters currently are about to be you would be able to rent that uh at home for 20 bucks which yeah that's a lot for a rental but you got to consider for most people if you're going to go to movies on a friday night that's 20 bucks right there so Hopefully you got a nice TV to watch it on.
2: Yep, absolutely. All right, well, that's been our attack on the news. For these topics and much more, visit gameslowmedia.com and check out all the blogs, the video the YouTube videos, all the other podcasts, everything that we're doing at gameslowmedia.com. But we do have a discussion topic. We're going to uh, keep it kind of short, but we want to we wanna get into it with everybody being stuck inside, you know, self-quarantined or just be, whatever it is. You're being safe, working from home, all the stuff. The The question came, top games to play while you're self-quarantined. Top games to play while you're stuck inside because there's a deadly virus outside. So... I'm going to start it off with, uh, let's see, Deadite, did you have some time to uh, think this one over? You got a good answer for me?
1: Yeah, I've I've thought of a few things today. Uh, uh, So the first thing I wanted to say is, if you are locked up with your kids, a lot of kids uh, not going to school right now, um, and, you know, hey, if you listen to this podcast, if you have a box of your old video game systems in your basement or your attic, hook them up. Spend some hours... Teaching your kids about the video games you like to play. I know a lot of, uh, you know, people that are in our games of the community that have kids are passionate about showing the, their kids the games that they played. If you got a PlayStation 1 or an N64 or something, hook it up and show your kids the stuff you used to play. That's going to be quality time spent with your kids, and it's going to cost you zero additional dollars.
0: Miggy, what do you got? Um, Well... Um, I guess we're all play our roles. Um, I'm going to go with the mobile aspect. Um surprise surprise. Um, can we mute him in this remote session? Is that possible? Uh well, well. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. There we go. <laughs> but no, um a real talk. It does, it can kind of uh, tether along with what uh, what my man uh, Deadite says. Um I mean, if you if you want get get an emulator uh, thrown on there and you can play your retro games on there if you don't have the classics but you're still a fan of the classics. But I'll give you two two games um, to, to play while you're um, on quarantine. Uh, number one, um, if you're into the, SS yes, it's Weeby. I've talked about it before, but Honkai Impact 3rd. It's, um, it's uh, a beat-em-up. It's fun. It's got a good story to it um definitely recommend it and number two it's a rather new one i actually started playing on my birthday and still been playing it playing it hard and it's called dragon raja now um i know what our boy uh Sashin told us it's uh it's got uh, roots in a um <laughs> i just noticed both of you guys i hate you guys <laughs> um but no uh, what what our boy uh Sachin told us is um let I me mean, told me is that it's uh, it's got something to do with a uh with the real uh story so uh, i'm definitely looking into that um but right now um the game is like heavily story focused and i'm surprised with a lot of the voice work um and how the story is for a mobile title so um those two definitely keep you occupied while you're on lockdown and third one was a was a app but yeah no respect, no respect. <clears throat> my
2: mine, mine is the um it's kind of the answer I gave earlier is I think community is important and and just uh, competitiveness is somewhat important. So I think games like Call of Duty's new Warzone or um, playing something like a prepare yourself like a minecraft or something like that that you can build that type of group of people to hang out and just have a chill time and be able to break away from reality a little bit i think is good like i've noticed that even jade is having some she's already feeling kind of cooped up you know so finding those games where she can explore and kind of have and get into an open world uh, right now. She's playing star Wars Jedi fallen order, which isn't necessarily an answer. Like I just said, but for her it fits because it gives her that, the outlet of exploring different planets. And just kind of breaking away from the fact of like, you know, fear and everything that's going on here and right now. So I think it's important to be able to have that breakaway and, in whatever form. So for me, it was Ori in the in the Will of the Wisp. For her, it's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. But then I really enjoyed switching over to say Forza Horizon Four and uh, Call of Duty Warzone this past weekend, and spending some time with people and interacting with people and actually just having like a good time, like we were like. It's the only way right now that I can hang out with people before it was like, yeah, I liked to hang out and play games, but I also liked to go meet up some with somebody and have lunch with them or go video game hunting or something. You know, now it's like, Hey, um, we can either hang out in a video chat like we're doing right now, or we can play video games or talk on the phone or text. Like those, those are our options. And it's very, um, a lot of it, a lot of that feels disconnected, but I feel like, Gaming brings you together, lets you, lets you be strategic, lets you build, lets you be creative. There's so, there, All those aspects exist in gaming, so being able to do that uh, with friends is, uh, is important. So,
1: so an- another thing that I did is I pulled up a list of uh, 2019's PlayStation Plus games and games with gold. So I want to just give a few of these are games that I'd give shout outs to. Now's like, now could be a cool time to get back into your library, especially if you're not working, maybe you're not pulling in money, but you have these games uh, just sitting, waiting to be downloaded. There's a few that I just want to call out from each platform. Again, this is only applicable for PlayStation four and Xbox one owners who work good about redeeming their, uh, their bonus games that are available as part of their subscriptions on the PlayStation four side. Some of the highlights uh, that I would say, are out there. Um, Man, first couple months weren't that strong. Hey, if you want to get into playing some Call of Duty, but you want to do a campaign, the Modern Warfare Remastered was available uh, there in March, as well as The Witness, a really fun uh, first-person puzzle game. Those are ones that uh, you know, could be good. I don't know if I would necessarily recommend Overcooked, which was available in May. Uh it could you know, you could look at it as a fun game to play with the spouse or the kids because it is a family fun game. But if you're locked in your house with your family, Overcooked can be a very frustrating game and it could <laughs> end to you holding some grudges with people you cannot get away from. Uh June, Borderlands the Handsome Collection. Again, this is what I'm placing for. Borderlands the handsome collection. If you've never played a Borderlands game, those are two wonderful games that will give you a ton of hours of gameplay, and uh, hopefully your friends have them. You can play them with them. Sonic Mania, that's a really good family game. That was free in June, so hopefully you pick that one up. That's classic style uh, Sonic, really good. Um, moving on, some of the other ones that look like they'd be good for you to play. Uh, Batman Arkham Knight, ton of gameplay there. Good Batman story. If you're missing sports, MLB The Show 19 was available in October uh, Cause sports are done. So, uh, you know, maybe you got to make your own sports and also last of us remastered. Uh, in this time of a virus outbreak, it might be a little bit fun to play last of us. Also get ready for the new one. That's about to come out. Uh, moving over to the Xbox side. Celeste was available in January. That's the video game I'm super into right now. Can't recommend that one enough to steal one from Craig. Um, <laughs> uh, scroll through it, Honestly, I don't know if Grim might have some other opinions that- I thought Xbox had kind of a weak showing some of the months there wasn't really much that looked fun in my opinion across games with gold NHL 19 was available in June. Again, make your own hockey. If you uh, are missing sports, uh, moving on to July. Didn't, Castle, they, didn't it- they
2: add Jurassic world evolution?
1: I haven't got mm-hmm. there yet. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't even got just to yet. You're, of-
2: you're already bat You're already bashing Xbox. And I'm like, wait, didn't they have I, like I just, saying, like your
1: game of the year? a lot of these games with gold are soft, game of the I'm decade saying. game of my life uh july castlevania sympathy of the night uh a classic sympathy of the night Symp- sympathy of the night sympathy for everyone that's getting sick um gears of war 4 <laughs> was available for xbox xbox 1 old uh, owners on games with gold uh there's there's a lot of good stuff but again specifically grim called out in i believe it was december that uh, my probably my favorite game I played last year, Jurassic World Evolution, with countless hours of park-building fun. So go ahead, dive back into that backlog, see the, the stuff you already own. Uh, won't cost you anything to play it, and enjoy some, some really good games released on both platforms. If you own Nintendo, you're screwed. I guess you could just play a bunch of games from 30 years ago and hope that's good enough.
2: I mean, I think a big game that's coming out this Friday is Animal Crossing for a lot of people that are excited. I know it wasn't a high on the list for us, but I think that's another great another great example of um, we're, with the islands that you're going to be able to build and customize and visit each other's islands. It's a good community, you know, um, for for those people that are going to be picking it up. So, you know, that's another good option. Um Ghostwalkers in Mixer Chat, He he's the one that has been designing all these awesome cars for us, and uh, he does classes, he does car shows, he does all these events within Forza that are not technically part of Forza. He uses the world of Forza, and then creates his own game mode in there for people to hang out, where they, they sit there and have a car competition to see who has the best design in a car. And then he'll have a class where he'll give you a design and say, okay, now try to recreate this, and start to teach people how to do that in-game. And so like these are things is that, again, people are breaking through the walls of what's what this game is supposed to do and even adding more value to it. And in a time like now, it could be a really cool outlet for some people to go check out. So I think that's a, a really good point there. And I also saw Sashin in the mixer say, we should all start a MMORPG. And I was like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. That'd be pretty cool. Games of the Media Community, all jumping into the same... MMORPG. I
1: don't think it, I, I don't think it counts as an MMORPG. But you know what game that I think I'm gonna download here pretty soon? Dude. Dauntless. Dauntless. Yeah, that's yeah. a fun. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. You're free-to-play. right. To play it again, it's it's a Monster Hunter like game where you're you're teaming up with your friends, doing <laughs> boss battles, collecting loot uh and it's free to play and it's available on playstation 4 it's available on switch pc and i'm sure it's on the xbox too uh so hey that that's one that i think i'm gonna get in case people are want to jump into that one
0: yeah absolutely that's a good one and I, I i might be stepping on some toes but yeah that um that that ties into um to uh with the with the MMO is just uh, you know check us out in our uh, discord community um, or, or just get involved in in, in a community in a game community that way you can keep yourselves involved play with a bunch of friends meet make new friends um, keep yourself from going crazy you know that that's the community even though we can't physically you know uh, hang with each other we can do it in the digital space
2: yep all right cool it's a good a good uh, topic for discussion there we're gonna move into the Zilla update.
1: Time for the Zilla update. (laughs) Dead Eye, take it away. What's your gaming moment of the week? All right. My gaming moment of the week was on Sunday, a.k.a. yesterday, went over and helped my man Chops get some trees out of his backyard. For a while, Chops was like, hey, I got to go run some errands. You and Tony hold down the house. I'm hanging out with our man, The Glitch. And, uh, of course, when The Glitch and I get left, alone, I was like, let's go down in Chops' Game Room and play some games. We up <laughs> firing uh, Nintendo uh, Switch Online NES games. And we played 18 holes of NES Open Golf against each other. I had a really strong lead in the first three holes. And then... Um, I just completely fell apart. Glitch bought, beat me by 10 strokes. But I I just, I don't know, it's fun playing a golf game against someone because golf games aren't fun to play by yourself. So it was just a you know, simple good time playing couch co-op with my boy. Miggy, what do you got?
0: Dang it. I <laughs> just threw a blank. Um, actually, so did you, you play uh, golf with the glitch? I did not play golf with the glitch. I'm sad. Nobody invites me for anything, you know that's kind of kind of but anyway um I mean I, I mean I believe everybody got invited to go
2: rip trees out of his backyard or something yeah. so like you might have dodged
1: a bullet there <laughs> i i didn't sleep well last night because of back pain involved in said chore so i think it all worked out for you <laughs> but um you know
0: i uh i will uh a moment of the week i actually i i think it just slid in there but uh it's Fortnite. um yeah, by, by us uh, working from, from home now, um, I've been able to kind of slide in and start doing some lunchtime uh, streams, and I don't know what happened today. Today was the first day of it, and I just go in there, and I'm like an, a new man. I mean, I'm just going to get kills, playing aggressive, uh, getting double kills, making these sniper shots, which I've never been able to do in my life. I don't know. I don't know. But I've uh, been enjoying that. Bought the season pass. Um, I think it kind of got reignited when they did Harley Quinn and uh, anybody that knows me knows how I love my, my Harley Quinn. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully I'm trying to pull Grim back into it, trying to pull Grim, just trying to pull him in so we can, you know, run some duos or, you know, maybe even get Owl in here. But, um,
1: yeah, 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 been enjoying it. Come on, join me. Fortnite's dead.
2: <laughs> Owl Zero real quickly and Mixer said, nope, <laughs> all caps.
0: <clears throat> Owl's in! Grim, 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 Grim joint. <laughs> Join me. Oh, watch this. Watch the (laughs) game.
2: Anyways, my gaming moment of the week has to be Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I mean, come on. Everybody knew that's where I was going. The only thing that was going to beat that this week is if they dropped Metroid Prime 4, which they didn't do because it's never coming out. But, but... Ori and the Will the Wisps did come out and I will just report that uh, everybody, if you are an Ori fan and you've played the first game, just prepare yourself because it's hard to say, but I think, I think this is actually better than the first game. It's really one game. It just picks right up and just when you, when you just put them both together, it's just one beautiful story, amazing music. The visuals are fantastic the 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 evolution of how they built in characters and NPC the NPCs they added to them to the second game, and how they kind of created more of the world meant something to you versus just traversing through the world was really well done. I loved it. I beat the game. I one hundred percented the the map. That's my typical. If, as long as it's a, if it's a Metroidvania game and I like it, I'm probably gonna go and collect every life. Every energy, every, um, they call them ores here for, so you could build stuff. Um, I collect. I did all of the, the speed, all the speed runs. I completed that last night. That is not something that I typically do, but it's a Metroidvania game. Had to do it. So there's eight of those that I had to complete where you start at point A, you got to get to point B, and you got to be a ghost of yourself to do so within a certain time. Uh, and I found enjoyment out of it, but the the dungeons were really clever. The bot, the fighting mechanics were just polished on top of the already polished first game. Highly recommend this game. It's on Game Pass, so if you have Game Pass, you have no, and you don't have to worry about buying it. You already have it. Just give it a tr- give it a try. The first game is also on Game Pass. Otherwise, it's a thirty dollar game. It's not that expensive, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I put twenty. Twenty two hours into it, I think. Um, so, and I could, and I still have a little bit more that I want to do. And then, of course, there's hard mode, and um, that I can play. So, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's a ton of fun, and I highly recommend it. The story, without any spoilers, the story is fantastic. Uh, but I do have a, a one piece of complaints. That's something I want to just complain about a little bit Uh-oh. is this game has some problems right now with its performance. So, after you complete the first dungeon, something happens to the game file that causes weird just hiccups where you'll have complete frame drops. You'll have where you're going from like, I don't know if this game runs at 30 or 60 frames per second, but whatever it runs at, down to like two. And then it'll just repair and it'll just fix itself and you're good. It's just a little blip, but it happens and you're like, what the hell was that? But the worst part is when you teleport, you can warp from different points in the game. Every time you warp, you have to worry about your game freezing or crashing. So there's something majorly wrong with that with the, with the file becoming corrupt as the game as you grow the game, as the map gets loader uh, or larger. And the loading um, what they've talked about is long playing times. so you, just, you continue to play, you continue to push and push, and then you save or you teleport and stuff like that, it gets even worse. So it has something to do with that file kind of, I think growing in size and not being able to compress itself or, or whatever, or for whatever purpose. And it creates an issue. I only ever had one crash. I had only one time that I actually had to reboot the game. Everything else was just kind of like a, yeah, this is what it's supposed to look like. Right. And then it just kind of fixes itself and you keep playing. But to me that like, it didn't, it didn't take me out of the game. What it did though, was like, how did, how was this acceptable? Like you, there's no way you didn't know this was happening because you literally, it happens literally as you're saving the game, as you're teleporting, like major functionality of this game and it's happening. So like, to me, it's like, how is this not a day one patch? How have, you know, and now if you join their discord and you go into their discord and you go down to like this one random channel, they're like, well, yep, we're working on it. Like that's their only acknowledgement to the issue. And so that is frustrating on top of that we had some xbox live outages over the weekend which is when i put majority of my time into this game and of course it has caused a glitch in my game where now my achievements aren't popping that i've already i've beaten the game so like the achievement for beating the game the achievement for collecting all the items all those i don't have them even though i know i've completed it i can i can bring up the screen and just show all the items on my menu don't have the achievement. That needs to be fixed. Needs to be patched. And then um, I have a I have a glitched side quest. I have one side quest left, which is a in your main city. You have to repair items. You have to repair parts of the city, uh, parts of the forest, or whatever you want to call it. Well, I can't do the last one because the last repair says question mark not unlocked yet. Well, when you read how it unlocks, it unlocks by by completing the previous repair which i've already done it shows completed so there's eight repairs seven of them show completed and one's a question mark because it never unlocked so i'm li- it's literally glitched in my game where i can't complete that piece which is another achievement so that is my frustrations a lot of it it seems like a day one patch a lot of it seems like something like that just through beta test just do testing it should have been like oh we should we should, we need to take care of this before the game comes out especially considering we delayed the game and yet it still is a problem so that's the only thing i noticed again the game was fantastic but um yeah that's my gaming moment of the week
1: nice well before i die here on my couch from exhaustion I think it's time to wrap this show up. I want to thank everyone for being here and remind everyone we have other amazing shows at games dot the covering different topics. We have last action podcast about action movies, the noise land arcade talking about episode by episode running through the Simpsons uh, noobs and dragons. It's a great story-based tabletop gaming podcast. You're going to love that one. They're in season two right now. Go back and you know, get get in on episode one of season two and get caught up on all the action legend of retro those are our guys they cover all the retro gaming that you could ever want and then of course keep listening to the Gamezilla podcast all our shows available Every you listen to podcasts games of the and of course get on our patreon and uh, get into some of those perks because you're at home you got time to listen to them now <sighs>
2: All right, everybody, thank you for hanging out on episode 304 of the GameZilla podcast. This could be the look of the podcast for a few more weeks. We don't know for as long as it takes. We're not sure, but we have this now in place so that we can continue doing the show and not have to sit here and cancel it for a month uh, while we wait for this to uh, situation to get better. So, yeah, Kazoom tight over there. Bless you. Thank you. Ooh, All thank right. You, thank you, thank you. Well, everybody, thank you Uh, again. Remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time,
0: game on. Wash your hands.
1: Yeah, wash your hands. That's a good point. Wash your hands.